From the headquarters of the Jameson Media Complex, broadcasting from the GreenIndustryPodcast.com studios, it's the Green Industry Podcast, where Paul and his guests discuss lawn and landscape business best practices and practical strategies to maximize profits. Now, here's your host, best-selling author of Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, Paul Jameson. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Green Industry Podcast. I got some good news. We have Alex Kirby and Chris Hollis back on the show again today. So yesterday's program featured Alex and Chris, which was like a bonus because a few weeks ago we interviewed them on the Summer Road Tour, and then we did some overtime in the break room there and knocked out a couple extra podcasts. And these guys inspire me where Alex is at in his life, building his dream property, uh, dream house, basically, debt free. You heard that right. Paid for it in cash. Uh, his whole entire business is, is eight crews and 25 employees. He runs everything debt free and just sharp guy, inspiring to me. So looking forward to chatting with him. I uh, got some news over the weekend from our friends at GPS Track It, and they are running a special for the month of August where you can actually get your first month free. And so GPS Track It is an easy to use fleet management solution system. It's it's all in one place where you can track real time your vehicle. You know, Amazon and, and UPS, FedEx, all these companies, right? They're tracking what's going on in their business, where those trucks are at and fine tuning every detail to make sure they are as efficient as possible. Well, if you own a home service based business, it's definitely helpful to know is Pookie at the site working on the job or is he at Quick Trip or is he at you know, Outback Steakhouse. And and that way you can know where your guys are at. Are they where they're supposed to be? And uh, you can also track how fast they're going. And really the 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 driver management uh, and, and the analytics it gives you is way more information than needed to, to make calculated decisions to run your business more efficiently. So they're called GPS Track It. And um, we really look forward to uh, continuing to work with them. I know Caleb Allman and Naylor, Jason Krill, a bunch of us have recently got our devices and uh, trying it out. And so they're new sponsors around here. And uh, just tell them Paul sent you and uh, you can uh, call them with the number that's in the show notes and they'll get you um, all set up and taken care of. Uh, we appreciate our friends at GPS Track It. So also thanks to today's show sponsors, uh, Gulf Coast Bookkeeping and Hardscape Academy. So without further ado, here's our continued conversation with Alex Kirby, Chris Hollis from the team at Trifecta Landscaping. Hey, what's up, guys? They are becoming some of my favorite guests here on the Green Industry Podcast. Alex Kirby, owner of Trifecta Landscaping, and Chris Hollis, marketing... Marketing media manager. Marketing media manager. And uh, I've interviewed them multiple times before on the show, and we're back in the break room, and you guys are just going crazy. I'm like, all right, all right, let's hit record. (laughs) And uh, Alex is stirring the pot here. Why a... Well, um... A liability if you're solo is what if you get hurt. Right. We just had a gentleman, Jeremiah Jennings. He's down in Alabama. I don't know if you guys heard this story. I saw he broke his arm or something. He cut his fingers off. Yeah. So he had his head, one of those hedge trimmers where you hold it um, with two hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I did it to myself when I first started third week. Those are fake fingers? These are not fake, but oh. I didn't cut them off, but I almost had to amputate them. My third oh, week wow. in landscaping. So he had, he had one of the, you guys can't see me, but there's a, a hedge trimmer style where you hold it with two hands. Mm-hmm. Then you got the other one that you hold it with one hand or, you know, you hold in the same spot. So he had just got Milwaukee hedge trimmers that are where you hold it on the handle, not mm-hmm. like this. Mm-hmm. And he forgot very first time ever using it. First bush ever trimming with it. He goes to do this. He forgot. Just grab the blades. It, and the blades just cut How his How many hand. fingers? I think he lost, um, he lost some of them and some of them were dab- hanging around yeah. and uh, emergency surgery and now he can't work. Well, he has multiple crews, but what if, All right? and I love you, Jeremiah Jennings. And by the way, listen to his podcast, Growing Green with Jeremiah Jennings. Great guy from Alabama. What if he would have been solo? Yeah. Yeah. It's totally screwed. Yeah. One of the biggest things. So, so I do a lot of business coaching more than, than anything. And I, I just feel passionate. I have a pastoral background, so I really feel passionate about helping guys grow their business to better their family, to better the world. Right. And one of the biggest things that I get questions on is why would I ever want to grow my business? There's too many headaches. There's not enough good employee. You get all the excuses. Right. And the real question is why wouldn't you let's really throw it out there on the table you're never going to make more than X amount of dollars because landscaping as a profession is all time-based, right? Absolutely. You can only mow X amount of grass every hour. You can only put out so much mulch. You, can, you can't charge like for media. We were just talking about media. You can't, you're not in demand enough to grow your rates, right? Like, like uh, Tim Tebow, right? Anytime he speaks, anyone know Tim Tebow, football player, whatever he is, he's a little bit of everything, right? The better he is at speaking, the more in demand he is. He can charge fifty thousand dollars because he's so. That's popular. what Chip and Joanna Gaines charge. Fifty grand. Yeah, they show up for two right. hours. They try well, to get him at together in the trades. Wow, that's but, a uh, lot of money. But in landscaping, you can only charge. We've we've found that no matter if we're the best company in our city or average, you can only really charge more like ten to fifteen percent more than market value. That's pretty much what we found. So. If you can only do that, you have to grow your business in order to make your revenues increase because if it's you and one guy, you're never going to really make more money once you cap out. The other thing is the injury thing, like we were just talking about. If you, if it's you and one guy and you don't even trust him yet to gr- run a crew and you, if you have a family, let's even say family emergency, right? Like my wife just had a baby last Monday. I've been out of pretty much out of work for seven or eight days. Thanks for hanging out with me. Alex. Yeah, no, no problem. No problem. I feel special, man. <laughs> She's a trooper, but she had you know natural labor. So with that, you have to kind of go on bed rest a little bit, right? So I've kind of been off work for seven days. What would happen in the middle of summer if I didn't have a team and I lost like one week of revenue gone and two, my clients are going to go find somebody else. They're not going to wait for me for Maybe they would, you know, because they're kind, but probably not wait for all this work for two weeks till I get back. So all of these guys listening, all the guys we talk to on our podcast or whatever, I just really encourage them. You don't have to have a large business per se. Like We're on our way to $2 million just out there. But if you're not having like three crews, two, three, four crews, you're, you're rolling the dice every day of being not in business. That's how I feel. We talk about being the bottleneck in your own business. Mm-hmm. You know? So what we see most often, and this is not just landscaping, this is plumbing, this is electricians, this is anything in the trades world is, can you get out of the truck? Can you, it's like if, if the first thing you do in the morning is make yourself a cup of coffee and go get in your work truck and then you go job to job for the next 12, 13 hours and you go home. 
there's a point where you as the owner of the company, if you want it to grow, you have to let someone else do that. And you've got to go sell, you know, like the primary job of a business owner at the highest level, you're selling more than you are yeah. to anything else. Like I spend 40% of my time doing sales and yeah. answering emails of potential clients and stuff like that. And so, and then I come into play, like, you know, we talk about working yourself out of a job. Well, my job is to talk you out of a job. My job is to let everybody know who you are That's good. so that you don't have to go do it anymore. So you can go do the next level up of leadership, you know, like, so the bottleneck of the company is, am I willing to trust someone to do this for me? Can I hire the right people to do this for me? And so that I can go do more of it. Cause really, cause it's not additive, it's multiplicative. Mm. And so, yeah, you know, one, the two crews might go from hundred thousand to 200,000, but two crews to three crews goes from like 200 to 400 and three to five goes from like 400 to 800, you know, and that math may not work out necessarily, but you see what I'm going well, Let at. me put the math on there. Cause people love when I talk, tell them the numbers. If you have a crew, it's a two man crew, should be about a hundred grand generated revenue per year per full time employee. So if you have a crew that's working ten months, two full time guys, it's somewhere between eight to ten. I love I love, I have people who message all the time, like how do the numbers work out? Eight to ten grand per full time employee. So if you have four people, eight times four is thirty two thousand. That's what your revenue should be for that month. Um so I always get, you know, people who message or ask me, they're like, well, I'm nervous because how am I going to pay for overhead? I'm going to do this. Well, just expedite, you know, pull across your numbers throughout the 10 month season. Um, you know, and you should be able to do the math kind of quickly on how that works out. I mean, eight, anyways, eight to 10 grand, you should be generating in revenue per full-time employee per month. There, there. Um, but one of the big things that, you know, I get push back on is, well, that's not just the way that I am. I don't want to grow a business, right? I don't want to do this. Well, you have to be a leader at some point on some level. That's just an excuse. Like I just, I, you don't have to have 25 employees, but if you can't have four employees that you've groomed and, and matured and that you can't go on a vacation twice a year, what kind of life is that really? Are you not, is it not better to go be a manager at Amazon, you know, and have, 30 days of vacation pay and all the risk. This is a big one. No one wants to talk about is risk, right? Paul, do you agree with that? Yes. Like nobody wants to talk about risk. You're putting a hundred grand, you know, let's, let's say you have two crews and like five lawnmowers or whatever, um, 80 grand of equipment and, and handhelds and all that stuff. What happens if you just fall out one day and you're just sitting there with payment after payment after payment, your bank account is going to dry up in 90 days. You're going to go bankrupt in 90 days if something were to happen. Or another one that no one wants to talk about is what happens if the client you've had for five years that is 50% of your business disappears? You know, what happens when that happens? You're going to be at this place where you're going to be shaking in your boots. So one of the things we, we weren't even talking about this was make sure you're you have a little bit of a lot. So we have residential crews. We have a commercial crew. We have landscaping crews. We've got contracts that are big. We've got small ones. But if we lose a big contract today, I don't have to make drastic changes. You know, I did, I would have back in the day, but that's something that Chris with his marketing strategy and we, we market to the lady who is 60 years old, who's about to retire. And we market to the fortune 500 companies in our city. So I don't know, Paul, what are your thoughts on that? Diversification. Diversification. I, I, I think that's really important. Alex, can you give, there's, there's, there's guys listening right now. I can see them. I can hear them. They're solo Yeah. and they're scared. They're doing fine. Yeah. There's margin there and time, money schedule, but it's like, man, if I 
have a full crew. I start that second crew and it's just like intimidating. Yeah. How much money should they have saved in the bank before they make that jump? How, that. What should they, what's the practical steps? Cause you just, you just kind of went for it. Yeah. I'll give the, I'll give the uh, practical step step, practicals practical, to yeah. the guy who's solo right now. And he won, he won, he doesn't mind doing 500,000 yeah. a year revenue, but it's a scary sure. to get there. So let's start with money in the bank. Cause cash flow is the, is the stopping point of a lot of businesses because they get f- frozen paralyzed because they don't have the money. I mean, at the end of the day, business is about money. It's gasoline to the car. I don't care if you have a Porsche, you can't drive that thing if you don't have gas. So Anyway, so the number we, we do here and the way I found out is we try to have two months of revenue in the bank for bills and payroll. So Say that one more time. Two months okay. is the ideal. There's times where at one month, we have 30 days, but we re- 45 to 60 days worth of payroll. So three payroll cycles and then of bills and, and your overhead expenses. So let's say, let's use, can we use a scenario for a guy who's trying to figure that out? Yes. 200 grand, a guy's doing 200 grand a year. He's got three employees. Let's say his payroll every two weeks is $3,500. Uh, 3,500 times three puts him in like 10 grand for that. And let's use, let's say his expenses are another four grand a month. Uh, that's 18,000. He should probably have 18 grand in the bank uh, as he goes into that second or third crew, rather, um, and cash flow is other crews, so you need to make sure you have the money uh, to to be able to expand your crew. But yeah, eighteen grand sounds sounds about right for that scenario. If he's in year one and it's the middle of the season now, is it, is it smart to put things mm. in place to start it at the beginning of the spring, kind of late yeah. winter? When would you suggest growing the company? Yeah, I definitely suggest not growing the company past, like for us here, we're really busy March through October. Like we mow grass through October. Some places don't. I know up North, my friends, they stop like the first of October, end of September. Does that sound about right to you? Yeah, this is warm season. Bermuda Zoysia's down here. Bermuda Zoysia and Centipede. Yeah. And we're pretty busy through the holiday because it's a big deal. Thanksgiving and Christmas is a really big deal here in the South. So we're leaf removal heavy and pine straw heavy and like last cleanup. A lot of people hire us for that last cleanup, like right before Thanksgiving or right after Thanksgiving. So I'd say we have 10 good months of business. But so what I suggest to people is have your second crew ready to go by March 1st, because you don't know what account you might get, what you might, maybe they're not that busy for that first month They're but they're by April, they're going to be slammed. So I always tell people, if you're going to grow your company, um, don't try to start a new crew past August 1st, because they're not going to make enough revenue to justify the upfront cost. Uh, try to work a little bit extra, you know, Fridays if you need to. You know, for us, we really view a four-hour work, a four-day work week. But yeah, I wouldn't start another crew probably past August if you need to. We just started our eighth crew three weeks ago. Uh, we would not have started it if it was like August 15th. What do your employees do in January and February? <sighs> Man, it's brutal here. Um, we are we have a big idea and big thing we are doing this year because we don't have any snow. I mean, it hasn't snowed here in like six years. Yeah, probably and so. Even with some of our contracts, they make us have ice melt on hand and I have to buy ice melt not to use it because I know we're not going to use it. it. Stinks. But um, we struggle in January, February. I mean, we've now changed our contracts to make people let us come. We just try to break even for those two months is kind of our goal, just transparently. But our big idea for this year is we're going to get into Christmas lights. Okay. 
Yeah, we're going to do like big time lake house Christmas lights. Uh, shout out to Trey Lambert with Lambert Lawn Solutions, one of my my friends. He kills it in Tulsa, uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah, with Christmas lights. Um, he only had three or four guys, and he did an outrageous number. So I messaged him. He's going to fly in and teach us how to do it. Uh, this year, and That's we think great. it's going to be super busy for November, December, and then we're going to take them down all January, which gives us, you know, one of our dead months gone. So that's been our big goal. Me and Chris have been trying to brainstorm ideas on revenue for those months. The outdoor lighting in general is a is a big hole here um, yeah. because we have the lake here. A lot of people want their houses yep. to look awesome from the lakeside, and so Christmas lights, outdoor lighting is a route we're we're headed for sure. Trying to look at uh, like walkway and path lights and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, and uplighting docks and gazebos yes. and stuff by the lake because it's super easy install, but it's a really expensive product, and so but people are willing to pay it because it looks great. Um, so yes, yeah, stuff like that. Like you have to get really creative in the dead months. Cause you know, we see a lot of guys start a business in March, February, March of a year. And they didn't really account for not having much to do for 90 days at the end of the year. And then it comes around, they get to Christmas and they got to go find a job because they just didn't plan yeah. adequately enough for all my bills, especially if you're financing a mower or a truck or, and or truck or trailer, whatever you need, you, you know, you might not be working creating, gen, you know, generating revenue for those 90 days, but you still got to pay the bills like you right. are. So we're like, you know, it's a it's a tough season to get through your first winter, especially what part of what part of the state you live in or what part of the country you live in. You're in Florida, you know, you can cut eleven months out of the year sometimes. Yeah. But then if you get down you get up into, you know, New York and you know, in the Buffalo area and that kind of stuff where you're snowed in for three or four months and then you, you you can push snow then, but you still gotta get that equipment too. My boy so. Joe Marcelli in uh, Tampa. He is uh, anchor lawn care. You know Joe? at all no anyways joe's a cool story met him at gie had a small business i think he did 40 grand did a business coaching session with him i think he's up to 250 grand now wow um he's now got employees and everything he told me he mows grass 12 months a year because being in florida st augustine man he's like yeah we mow you know we're not have to mow every week like we were but i mow grass all year long and i'm just sitting there like man i cannot believe that because our grass here turned dormant quick i mean we're mowing, we're mowing, it's pretty steady through the end of October, but man, it just, it's Stops. like over. I can't believe yeah. it. But Joe, yeah, I mean, Joe, man, he's like, man, we mow 11 months. I'm like, man, I'm about to move to Florida and start a branch down there, man. That's, that's awesome. But Trifecta yeah. in, in Tampa. Let's do this, guys. We're going to kick it over to Mr. Producer. We're going to hear from today's show sponsors. Coming up, I'm going to ask you my number one frequently asked question and uh, get the Trifecta answer coming right up. GPS Track, it makes managing your driver, vehicles, and equipment assets simple with the latest technology and personalized, friendly customer support for service businesses of all sizes. With GPS Track, it you get a real-time view of where your fleet vehicles are around the clock helping improve route density and operate more efficiently. GPS Track, it has been delivering peace of mind for over 12,000 customers in lawn and landscaping, and they've been doing it for over 20 years. Are you ready to protect your fleet, save money, and cut down on fuel costs? Call 844-996-2518 to speak with a knowledgeable fleet advisor. No pressure, no hassles, low monthly fees, and no contracts. 844-996-2518 or visit greenindustrypodcast.com slash GPS track it. Do you come home ready to relax after a hard day's work and find that your bookkeeping demands your time? 
Truth be told, you can't give it your full energy or focus. It just sits there most nights untouched, continually haunting you. It's costing you good decision-making and your peace of mind. Gulf Coast Bookkeeping provides a bookkeeping solution to landscapers that is guaranteed to give you back your time and your peace of mind. You can begin this partnership with us today by going to gulfcoastbk.com and scheduling a 15-minute call. Don't trick yourself into thinking you can handle it all. It won't be long before you're saying no to new clients or skipping dinner with your family and friends, all because your bookkeeping needs are unfinished. Let us take care of your green so you can take care of theirs. Schedule a 15-minute call today at gulfcoastbk.com. You've heard Caleb and Brittany Allman talking about the Hardscape Academy, but have you checked it out for yourself? The HardscapeAcademy.com is the place to get the skills and training you and your crew need to excel as a professional hardscaper. You'll learn all the techniques and best practices to properly install pavers and retaining walls. You'll have access to online video training courses, in-person apprenticeships, comprehensive guides, and customizable business forms. Plus, there are two free courses which cover everything slab, from initial planning to final installation, and again, those are absolutely free. If you're serious about mastering your skills, abilities, efficiency, and bottom line, the hardscapeacademy.com is for you, and that link is in today's show notes. All right, guys, we are back here with Alex Kirby. He is uh, coached by Corey Ballard, and... Uh, Loving the uh, setup here, and um, we also have Chris with us, guys. I've uh, by the time this podcast comes out, it's probably in our five hundredth episode range. So, congrats! I've, I've, congrats. Thank you. That's it's awesome. It's a lot of fun. It's it's a dream of mine to travel the country and go to Troy Clogs of Michigan. This guy, I was at his place. You guys know who he is? is that the guy with the ponytail. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're out there in his in his yard. And uh, he's just got trucks just lined up like you're at a, a auction or something. And I was like, what's the number on the truck? And I'm pointing, it's like 372. And he's like, well, that's the 372 truck, 372nd truck we bought. Wow. So then the 373rd, and he's like, we're in the 400s now. Every time we buy a truck, because you know how they have a fleet, yeah. you put a number on it. Right. And he's wow. like, we don't have all 400. You know, we might have sold one or, or parted it or whatever. But they've bought in over 400 vehicles. Wow. <laughs> they do snow plowing as their main revenue, but they also do lawn care and landscaping. It's <sighs> crazy. In the summer. And so each time, and then I go to Corey Ballard's where he's, he's crushed it on both ends, uh, lawn service and products. He does a lot of fertilization. No one knows that either. Yeah. He has like six, they have like 600 or something accounts for Perfect Cup with fertilization. Wow. Yeah, I was just trying to avoid his biceps from like poppies. <laughs> he's sitting there and his, and his biceps are just like, how, how is that possible? He's a like, thick dude. It looks like his arms is going to explode. Yeah. <laughs> Works out all the time. He's dedicated to it. Yeah, he's 1030. He, he, he goes there because apparently dude, <laughs> he likes just, the scenery. That he's loaded with energy, lifetime. man. Like, he he's always crushing caffeine, but he get, he is one of the most productive people I've ever seen. Yeah. So anyway, I go to these places. I ask these guys this question. It's the question I get asked the most. And that is how much should I charge Paul? Mm. How, how do you know what to charge? How, how do you track and make sure it's the right price? Like guys that are just starting out, it's so intimidating. How, how do I, how do I know what to charge? 40 bucks. Where'd you get 40 bucks from? Right. You know, Cause everyone, not everyone, but most guys just do what everyone else is doing. Right. But most guys, everyone else is going out of business. They they don't have a 
30 year sustained business and a healthy marriage. They're right. Life's a mess. Right. Yeah. So well, it's how a, much you charge Alex and why it's a hard answer. It's not a hard answer. It's a, it's a more dedicated response. I, I would say because everyone thinks that commercial makes more money. I've been getting this one a lot from people I talk to. Well, oh, you should want to do more commercial, right? I'm like, I don't know if other markets are different, but here it's like a race to the bottom for commercial because it's a bid system. So residentially, we actually end up doing fairly well because they're not calling five. They don't want to meet with five dudes at their property. They want to Google who's the best and call one. If they think it's reasonable, they'll say, okay, sounds good. Um, but commercially, they're like bound by contracts to get five and six bids. So guess what happens? You got the dude who's one Chuck in the truck, right? I know you just met Chuck. The uh, I saw Charles, that. Charles, yeah. yeah. But you got one dude, and this contract might be his biggest contract of all time. Well, for us, it might be a, a okay one, right? Fit, let's say fifteen thousand a year. If you have one employee, that's a lot of revenue for one place, right? So what happens is he bids low because he really wants that contract where we'll bid where we can make money and we're not even close. I mean, we're, we have now have relationships with property management companies where they'll tell me what the winning bid was and we're 20%, 25% higher. And I'm telling them, I'm like, guys, you're going to be calling us back in six months because this guy's not going to be able to handle this contract. Yes, the number work is a lot better for your client. The headaches and the quality of work is going to be not good because it's too big for them. So what do we charge... I'll say that we, we have people now in our city listening to our episodes, so I know they listen to your show, so I'm not going to say the exact number here, but we charge, we do an hourly rate just like anything else, and we have raised that hourly rate to a pretty significant level. I'll give you a range between 55 to 70, I'll say, okay? What what goes into, man I, I know you didn't pull that number out of the air. No, right. But what 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 are you calculating to find out? We have to charge this sure. to cover all of our overhead cost recovery, your salary, yeah. your salary, right. this fancy building. All of that went into the number where you realized, yeah. here's our break even. Here's what we have to be charging to, to sustain this. How did so, you figure all that out? That number comes from, I have a minimum, uh, a range that we want to make net profit at the end of each year. So we have our percentage we want to make our net profit. We have our overhead that's un, it's going to not change. So we, that's, you know, fixed. taxes, it's fixed. Thank you. Our overhead and taxes. And then we've got our labor, right? Those are your three factors. So say those one more time. We got so many. Yeah. I'm not, guys, I'm not talking down or dumb on anyone that are, you've been in the game for a while. We have so many new listeners that type into the search lawn care podcast right. and they just genuinely want to know and they don't know. So I, I always want to like do my podcast. So like a fifth grader could understand sure. it because it's really some guys, you know, talk so big and grand and, and, and we just are trying to help guys. Right. So the three things are you got labor, labor, your, your taxes and fixed overhead. Yeah. And then, and then what's then, your ending net profit you want it to be. Yeah. So that's where you come in with the profit in your, your, your rate. Yeah. And you said net profit. So that's including your salary. Uh, actually, no, I actually pay myself, um, because I'm debt, I'm a transparency. Oh, so I'm debt free. I kind of okay. pay myself whatever I want. I got you based on seasonality, based on how we're doing as a company. Cause I don't really, doesn't matter to me. I'm good. Um, if the, if I want the company to grow, I pay myself less. Got I it. reinvest in the company. So yes, I have a rate. I have a percentage in there that I generally try to keep to, but it can fluctuate a little bit, five okay. to 10%. Anyways. So yeah, we, that's how we come up with our hourly rate. Um, commercial, you know, you can normally can try to get a little bit more. If you have a good relationship with that, we have one property management company that they know our bids 
with our work. So we, we feel like we can charge a little bit more for them um, than a new client who maybe just sticker shock when they get the bid, right, from a, from a, a real company, so to speak. Um, residentially, we have a pretty set hourly number. We don't really deter from that because we found uh, <laughs> actually in the beginning and recently, we'll call, comp- Chris did this recently with a fertilizing company. Uh, we, yeah. will, we will price out jobs acting like we needed quotes from competitors to see what they're charging. I think everyone listening should do that. You should call three or four companies and ask, Hey, what would you charge for this? What would you charge for that? So you can get a ballpark of your co- co- competition around you. Chris, Chris, actually we did this. Yeah. I mean, tell the story on this. This a, was awesome. So we were just starting on uh fertilizer and getting all our numbers together. So we're talking with, we had you know, no idea companies, like, we're like, like where we're going to get material from. And then we were talking about permagreen about getting the triumph in and we were like, okay, so what do we charge? <laughs> like we, we know what our costs are going to be to get started. So what do we need to charge. And we're like, what's everybody else doing? And if you go online, it's like, send a quote, send a quote, you know, put in your information, we'll come do a quote. And I was like, okay, I'll do that. <laughs> so <laughs> Chris had just had bought a house. house. Yeah. I just bought a house, uh, back last November. And so I was like, well, I'll put it out to two or three companies and see what comes back on. And so, yeah, I had two or three different companies come out and they wrote a quote and they left it at my door and, and then we brought, <laughs> so, we brought them in and we saw like, they, and they, t- I mean, they tell you everything, you know, they tell you what, mater- what, uh, material they're going to use. They tell you how often they're going to come. They tell you how much they're charging. And you're like, okay, well we can dissect this and say, okay, well they're probably making X amount percent profit. Which do they do seven or eight is, apps per year in South Most Carolina? Most of them do seven. We seven. do seven. We do, and we do seven. And we okay. do seven. And so we got, we didn't steal that idea we got that from our FERT company that provides all of our material. They yeah, said, pretty this much is what you should do. So you, you do uh pre-merge in January, yeah, February, and then second, yeah. second half of that. Yeah. Iron treatments. And then, so, you know, and then you're getting into um, post-mergence. Yeah. Okay. So, 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 uh, I just get asked this a lot. So I want, want to hear what South Carolina is doing. Yeah. Seven apps a year, app mm-hmm. one and two, is pre-emergent? Yeah, we yeah, did February first year. Yeah, first month, first of April. Yep, and then we did an iron treatment, and then I don't remember what the next one was. Tra- Travis, Travis, is really our manager is yeah. way okay. better at this than me, but I think I can I get close because I've kind of nerded out on fertilizing. So it's iron greens really it up. So that yeah. was your second right. one to, to to give them that give pop. Us some, give us some love. I yeah. think I think it's our third. Okay, I want to say it's our third. Um, February, April, we just did our third in June, and this is the back to back one. So we're nitrogen. doing nitrogen. Yep, that's right. And then we're doing our post-emergent here in like a week. Okay. Um, so these are the these are the two apps that are close to each other. The other yeah, ones yeah, are yeah. more like six weeks. So then we'll do our fifth in like August-ish, September, in, uh, end of August. And then we'll do our sixth in uh, the pre-emergent for the winter weeds. Yeah, that's a big one. And then we have a seventh in there as like as needed. It will look at your grass and think what it needs. That lime, turf. lime and stuff like that. And we'll make it, the seventh app is kind of a, what do we think is specific for your yeah. health of your grass? What we found out is seven is like, I'm going to get a little bit more at the end of the year kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's really, it's really the fruit company saying, I'm going to get just another dollar at the end of the year for it's all over six around here in South Carolina is what's really needed to make it really healthy. And then seven is really, what do you, what does your specific turf need? And that, mm-hmm. that's how we're going to treat it at least. And we're not going to yeah. say no, that, that's you need fine. seven. Like this is, Hey, hey there's, guys, needs there's guys that do eight. I just, I was just right. curious. I, I travel the country and I, I just like to hear these different, we're just learning it, we're, but we're really excited about it because, um, it's very profitable. It's very, yeah. very profitable. We didn't know, I didn't know it was that profitable. Uh, percentage wise is one of our more profitable right. things we do now. But to come back to that too, about, you know, this conversation about, you know, growing your, growing your business this way is like, if you're, if you're just doing one thing, that one thing may not sustain you, you know, you got in, 
the only way to control what that outcome number is, is by controlling your costs, mm. you know? And so it's one of the reasons why, like we try to hold our guys to like a, like a 410 work week. Cause you know, overtime, all of a sudden you're making less per yard when you do overtime. So like, mm. you got to do it if you got to do it, you know, but if you can do just as much in four tens as you can in five eights or in five tens or five twelves, whatever you're doing, like, if you, you can control that cost by being really efficient. So, you know, everybody talks about route density and everybody talks about uh, speed on jobs, but it really does come to it is how many guys do we need mm-hmm. to be on this job? You know, not every cut's going to need three dudes and one guy's just going to wait to blow, you know, and then it's uh, picking your routes carefully. Like, am I in this part of town this week? That's another thing is guys never venture past five, eight miles from their home base. It's like, you can do 30 miles, but you need to do, this part of town this day, this part of town that day, this part of town that day. Like we have guys who drive 40 minutes to, uh, down in the, start their route. Yeah. In the Aiken area, but they're there all day. So it's worth it. You know, you eat a little bit on the front and back on the drive, but it's worth it to be in that higher end area for a whole day. That's where the big money's at. Right. Right. We just have a contract that they asked us to go there and it's like, I'll eat 20 more minutes each way. If we're there all day, who it doesn't really matter. The one thing I will say to transparency, what is overtime? Um, I used to teach and I've said on podcasts, so I want to make sure I'm transparent because people are like, you didn't say that back in the day about overtime because I didn't. I changed my story lately. When we hit about 15, 20, 18 guys, overtime started becoming a little bit of a problem. I actually, um, I used to say, man, pay your guys overtime, no big deal. Well, we're now having to pay guys more. We're also hiring better people. So, and it's hot. So what we're seeing now is we have to control our overtime costs. We do offer it still some, but we have to be, I am now me because I'm the one scheduling and making sure I'm have to be very cautious of overtime because not only are we paying a lot more per hour overtime because we're paying guys more, mm-hmm. but um, we're not getting the lot out of them because it's so hot. So like on Friday is overtime day. Yeah. It's been, they've already worked 42 hours. Alex, how do you calculate whatever your hourly rate is between the 55 and 70, how are you making sure you're hitting that with, you know, um, let's say the guys go out yeah, and uh, how are they tracking? Are they on the property for 22 minutes or 35 minutes or two hours? Plus if there are there two guys or three guys, how do you track all that? Yeah. I'd love to tell you that. So let's use our residential route. For example, we, I have created, I think I created it. I call it the slot system. Um, this is going to be a next level if you're ready for it. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I'm just kidding. It's simple, but it's not been talked about much. I don't think, um, each day we work 10 hours, right? Seven to five, five 30, eight hours of that is actual work being done. Two hours is dead time. Get to the shop, drive time, all that stuff. That's on average. Okay. We break down those eight hours of working into half hour slots. Does that make sense? Okay. For every half hour slot, it should represent X amount of revenue. So for that eight hours of working, they should generate X amount of revenue. Does that make sense? Yep. So let's say a half hour, um, we range our yards between 20 and 28 minutes or so for this amount of money. Let's, let's just say $50. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in theory, there's 16 half hour slots. Those guys should be able to do 16 of that size yard. So that's how we break that down. If 16 times $50 this, are, you, are you following I'm what I'm following saying with the you. slots? 16 times 50 is what? Like 800 bucks, something like that? Let's do get it, out the calculator here. No dead ear in podcasting or I'll get an email from Mr. Producer. <laughs> yeah. 16 times, times 50. 50 is 800? Boom, yeah. okay. So if, if they come back at the end of the day and they didn't do all their yards, 
there's a there's a problem. Either I didn't route it right, they didn't, they got behind, whatever. But they have got to hit that number in order to make these eight hundred bucks a day. That's the scenario. That's a two man crew. That's a two man crew. Now that's not exactly our number. I'm trying to stay away a little bit from speaking specifically because I just found out recently we have like three dudes hit me up like from around the city like, hey, can you business coach me? And I'm like, I can't business coach my competition. I cannot give my specific numbers, but um, I didn't realize they were listening to Green Industry and all their pockets. Oh, they listened? Oh, for sure. What's up, guys? I can't. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) The live studio audience. Thank you, guys. The cats. There's two cats listening. But, um, but yeah, so that's, we do with the slot system. So I look at, you know, um, we get a little bit more out of our slots for one time, like all day jobs, cause there's not drive time. Right. Mm-hmm. So then we go up to nine hours of work. Um, one hour, one and one and a half hours dead time, nine hours. So we get 18 slots out of that crew. So our crew today who is doing a job all day somewhere, they're going to make actually a little bit more money than our mowing crew because they didn't have to drive anywhere. Mm-hmm. So that's how we break down profitability per crew, making sure they're hitting their numbers, their goals. We'll look at this crew and say, okay, well, these guys make this much. And then we go back to that labor per cost job. And that's how that's how I look at profitability. And then more macro, do you have a bookkeeper, accountant? Yeah, QuickBooks, profit and loss. Profit and loss. How how often are you looking at your profit and loss statement? Chris will laugh because he, he knows long, I look a lot. How often do you? Um, I look at it every week. Um, okay. Russell quick, Skipper li- looks at it daily. Uh, yeah, he, I, he look, re- I look like quickly every day, but I look at it for 30 minutes every week. I look at it for a couple hours a month, like, like one month, one time a month, I'll like study it for, for two hours. What do you notice uh, that will be off where you're like, well, we, we got to get on top of that. Labor. Number one's always labor. Number two is gas. Gas has gone up this year. I'm looking at like 3% increase off my bottom line because of gas. So y'all have a tank out there. We just got tanks here. That was a huge game changer. So we're saving a percentage or two because we get better pricing for having it on site because they don't have to sell it. They sell it to us, I guess, kind of wholesale is the way we're getting a break. Um, So yeah, gas is a big one. Labor is a big one. And then uh, material cost. Mm. So our rock, river rock price, we do a lot of river rock here for people who may or may not. It's gone up 25% from COVID. Our metal edging, we do a lot of metal edging here in our landscape jobs. It's gone up 15% recently from site one. Not their fault, but it's just gone up. So making sure I'm checking that stuff out and making sure we've changed our pricing sheet and then it's going to our P&L to make sure it makes sense. For your residential uh, customers, are, have you raised the price for 2021 or are you going to do it in 2022 or cause everyone, everything else is going up. We raised it at the end, like going into March. Okay. But we, I mean, you can only charge so much for a 22 minute yard for two guys. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where we're f- trying to figure out how do we, we use residential to, to get other business. We have lots of people who own businesses. So we do both. Um, so we're trying to figure out how to do that moving forward. We can't outprice ourselves, but we also have to make money. So that's a tough one, Paul. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I don't know. <laughs> I was literally at site one in Atlanta um, last week interviewing a guy and um, he had uh, tipped me off that publicly they're going to come out soon and share that the prices are going up, mm. you know, at, at site one and uh, Gary Sorensen you know, was telling my audience that, and he's like, there's nothing we can do about it. Cause all the stuff in our stores going Everything. up. Yeah. So it, it, at the end of the day, the price has to keep getting passed along. And I think the companies that don't pass it along are going to suffer. And so 
I think you do have to raise their price. And right. and if they bark at it, just um, even if you raise it by one dollar, it yeah. has to go up something. Well, so, that Sarkis, go ahead. Yeah. So in in 2017, I worked for a, a I think it's the second or third largest landscape company in the state. They're and in the top 150. They just, they they just make the top landscape, management, so. landscape management magazine. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're, thank you guys. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. They're, they're a great company. Um, but when I worked there, I, I was the, I, I was one of the division managers and I had, a I, I was the one who did the majority of the buying for raw material for the entire company. And so I did a lot of work with site one and did a lot of work with like Ewing and a lot of those companies. And, mm-hmm. but that year the price of gas went up. And there was a petroleum shortage. And so we did a lot of irrigation. The price of PVC went through the roof. And uh, when that happens, everything goes up with it. And you can't avoid it. There's, there's absolutely no getting around it. Um, and so, you know, we want to we bark at the companies that are charging us more. And it's like, they're getting charged more too. Like, you know, they've got a bottom line revenue, just like you should have a bottom line revenue. And when, there go, when theirs goes up, Either you're going to have to cut costs somewhere else. Like if you got some efficiencies you can take care of, then great. But if not, you've got to pass it because it's just, you know, you call it inflation or call it a temporary, you know, influx in, in price. But when it happens to everybody, it happens to everybody. Yeah. And so you, shouldn't, you should not put yourself at the bottom of the bucket for revenue. And like, you should not be the last one you're thinking about when it comes to making sure that your company is taken care of. You've got to do what you've got to do. Cause it's not just you, it's you, it's your, the guy working for you, it's your wife, it's your kids. And so if, if all your prices go up and you've got no, you got no other avenue to take, then raise your price for a season say, Hey, we've got a three month period where we think we got to raise prices. We'll bring them back down if we can communicate it well, let everybody know about it beforehand, you know, give them, you know, 15, you know, or three days notice and say, Hey, next month it's going to be X. And you know, you got to do what you got to do. But if it's a one month and you can eat it, then it's probably just best to eat it. But if it's a long term, yeah, yeah, if it's going to be six months, you can't, you can't go from 30% profit to 10% and not be afraid you're going to lose something. He's not speaking out of the turn. I mean, we just did this with a lot of landscaping stuff, our sod price, our metal edging, our river rock. I mean, we're charging, gosh, way too much on river rock, but it's because the suppliers cannot get it. It comes from like one place in Tennessee. Yeah. They all cite one, everybody. So anyways, what were you saying? But you were about to say something. Yeah. Troy clog. When I was talking to him, he was explaining to me how disturbing this is about our industry. It's like a log jam that need, you just need dynamite to blow it up yeah. because he started in the 1980s, 1980s, it's 40 wow. years. That's yeah. Incredible. He asked me what year I was born and uh, <laughs> he started it mowing grass professionally for, for profit before I was ever even born. Wow. And he said the, property was a $30 cut. And he said, now, since the 1980s, back then he's like, you can get the brand new top of the line car, fully truck, pardon me, fully loaded premium, best of the best. I mean, you, you couldn't add anything to it. The best of the best for 17 grand, like what would be like an $80,000 truck today. Right. Right. So he said, what he's noticed is everything's gone up by four, uh, multiplied by four. So that 17 grand truck for the same type Top of the line today is probably 70 or 80 grand and everything else went up. The insurances, you name any expense. He said it hasn't doubled. It hasn't tripled. It's probably a, a, so every 10 years it's doubled. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's up t- times four. Right. He said, however, the price of the property. So all my expenses are multiplied by four, but he says that $30 cut is not $120 cut. It's that $30 60. cut. No, no, no. He says 40. 
He yeah. said that those same yards that he was wow. cutting in the eighties for 30 bucks, average run of the mill lawn care company in Michigan is charging 40. Wow. So he's explaining to me that we're in danger zone. If you like yeah. this industry, because now these expenses are continuing to run up and you said it yourself, Alex, you said 22 minute property. How much can we really charge? Yeah. But because we think we can't charge more, but, but the reality is it's because everyone in the industry is we're, we're all, we're, we're all, we're all racing to the bottom and it's destroyed. Like we all need to go in the other way. That's what I was right, saying to about where, get licensing to cut these, yeah, these 25 that way. Sweet out. Sue's like, you yeah, know what? I, I got, I got to pay 40 bucks or what, you know, whatever it is, 45 bucks versus 30 bucks. I'll right. tell you our minimum 60. I mean, yeah, I think I no, said no, that that's, earlier, yeah. our minimum 60 bucks and we don't have a ton of people balk at it, but they probably just don't respond to our quotes, but it's like, that already feels like a stretch, but at the same time, it's not. You know, like what you're saying, you know, pest control companies around here, I know they're charging 75 bucks and the guys are there 12 minutes, one guy. Yeah. And I'm like, it takes two guys and we're there almost double the time for 60 bucks. It's like exactly what you're saying is how are they getting away with it? For They do every three week application. Yep. So they're on a, a recurring thing. So yeah, we're, we have guys, to figure this out. I always, I always ask my pool guy, he's always skipping and whistling and he just walking all <laughs> slow and smiling. And, and then I start talking to him one day, figuring out how much money I was making. Like, no wonder you're always in yeah. a good mood, bro. He's just sitting there like, you know, throwing a little shock in there and laughing. Yeah. And, and then you see the lawn bro out there just hustling. like <laughs> hustling, sweating like crazy. He gets to swim in the pool when he's done. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> Well, I appreciate your guys' time. That's 40 minutes already. You got you guys are just, you could podcast all day, man. And, and we appreciate this. Uh, if guys want to connect with you for the coaching that don't live in Columbia, South yeah. Carolina, and uh, want to follow your podcast down the business, Trifecta Landscaping on Instagram, how can yeah, people connect they, with you all? They can email me at alex at trusttrifecta.com. And then with the Down to Business podcast, uh, Chris, where can they do that? Uh, down to Business podcast is at uh, Instagram. It's just Down to Business podcast. And then you can also email us at Down to Business podcast at gmail.com. Awesome. Well, I appreciate your guys' time. You might give me a tour and uh, yeah, show man. me the new shop. Absolutely. Yeah, cool. Thank you guys for listening. Guys, you don't understand how fired up Alex Kirby gets me, man. I, I just really appreciate the business that he's built and the integrity along the way uh, with his relationship with his wife, with his finances, just doing things the right way. And uh, it's definitely uh, helping me, inspiring me and, and stretching me uh, just to have that friendship with Alex off air. And of course, uh, on air, I'd like to bring him on more and more in the future uh, because he brings it to the house. He has a podcast as well. It's called Down to Business, I believe. They, they recently change the name of it, but just type in Alex Kirby and uh, trifecta landscaping down the business somewhere along the lines, you'll find that podcast. So uh, he's got a big Instagram following. So you can't miss it. If you're tuning in over there, uh, you'll definitely get synced up with him because he definitely has a lot of knowledge and uh, information to help you with your business. And uh, those are the guests that we seek out guys. So uh, if you ever have a recommendation of someone you want us to interview, we're always looking for the best of the best. We want my goal is each episode just keeps getting better and better. And uh, we provide a massive amount of value to anyone that listens that when you make this your morning show and you click play on the green industry podcast in the morning that uh, you can trust, you're going to get valuable um, information, education, motivation, inspiration, all of the above. And so uh, we are always looking for great guests to be on the show. I do have some exciting news, guys. I'm writing a brand new book. It's about the best practices in 
uh, the landscaping business that I've noticed as I've traveled the country, I've done 500 plus episodes. It's wild. The hundreds and hundreds of interviews I've done, I've really taken notes of the traits and habits and qualities and characteristics of the folks that are truly winning and not just winning on Instagram, but actually I'm at their shop. I'm behind the scenes. I'm looking at their business and they're actually doing things profitably. And I've learned a lot from them and I've wrote it all in a book. So it should be coming out at the end of the month. Now it's in a, in a way it's a sequel to cut that grass and make that cash. So if you haven't already read or listened to my first book, you can uh, pick that up on Amazon. It's called cut that grass and make that cash, or you can actually listen on audible. And uh, Mr. Producer will put a link in today's show notes to a free audible uh, 30 day trial. So you can actually listen to cut that grass and make that cash for free. If you're not already in the audible system, if you're already um, an audible subscriber, you already know the system. You, you, You get a credit per month. It's like $14.95 a month. Then each month you can download a new book, which I highly recommend doing because you can listen to my book. You can listen to Mike Michalowicz. He's got like six or seven great books. Um, Jim Collins, good to great. That book is great. <laughs> Not to, No pun intended. And then uh, Dave Ramsey, his books are good. I mean, for crying out loud, I, c- I could name you 20, I could name you 12 to 24 books that will take you through the next two years. So get an Audible subscription. Uh, you click on the link there in the show notes and that way you get uh, free credit right out of the gate there uh, during your 30 day trial. And you can just download, cut that grass, make that cash for free and listen to it. It's about four hours and two minutes. Fullerton jokes with me. It could have been three hours, <laughs> but uh, I guess I read it a little slow. No big deal. Bottom left-hand corner, you can tune it up to 1.25% because when I'm doing my podcast, I don't, I'm not reading anything. So I'm just talking in normal everyday speed. But when I was doing the audiobook, what happened was I'm reading the script and so I'm, you know, I, I guess I'm not the best reader and I think I need to get some new glasses because I'm always like squinting and making the letters all big. And But anyway, it, it was a really fun experience because I shared the stories with passion and sometimes I'd go off script as I was telling the story. So the audio book, slightly different variation than the paperback book. And uh, same way with this new book, I'm, uh, it, it's got a little bit more character if you listen to the audio book. So I, I recommend folks do the audio book so you get the whole experience because you get my my take on as I'm reading it, you know, my emotions connected to the storyline. So take a look in the show notes, uh, cut that grass, make that cash, listen to that, and then be staying tuned. My brand new book, I will be coming out here in a few weeks. So looking forward to releasing that to y'all. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production.